0: Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelly Shearer and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it and always some education along the way. Good morning world, Shelly Shearer here. I hope you are having a fantastic day. You know, I had this thought today. Um, I just had the most incredible weekend weekend it was uh here in vancouver british columbia it was a long weekend for us it is called labor day and monday was a holiday and it was the end of something called our P;E the pacific national exhibition it's a a big fair that goes on for two weeks every year and it's attached to playland a big amusement park that runs for a few months every year when the weather is good and that was all crazy let me tell you but you know it's just lots of things just had me thinking now I want to talk about boredom today because and paying it forward a little bit, because they kind of tie into each other. So a couple of things. So my family, my husband and I, we have taken on an exchange student from Brazil. And I think it was just one of the best things we've done in a long time. It has been such a positive experience so far. Uh, our young fellow Alec is a uh, 16 years old, going into grade 11, and he's doing five months here in one of our local schools here in British Columbia, Canada. Uh, working on his English which honestly he speaks amazing English so we were we were just so pleasantly surprised at how functioning his English was we were really expecting something uh, you know a little bit lower and really for him it's more habit and nuances and slang and terminology um, little corrections His, his functioning English is actually just quite amazing we were we were quite surprised And with him came a young lady that he met on the plane. They became friends and she got placed with a family she wasn't comfortable with. And we had her replaced into our neighborhood. So I've got a homestay son and a homestay niece now for the next uh, five months to a year. Anna's with us for a year in our neighborhood. And our neighborhood is quite close knit. In fact, they are all coming for a barbecue in about an hour. (laughs) But when I was having my nap today, yes, I have fibromyalgia and I nap most every day. I was thinking about boredom and the fact that I am never bored. Now, I'm pretty sure if you talk to my mom as a kid, I probably had a few moments as a child, but I have no real memory as an adult or my, you know, even maybe even as a teenager in my life of ever being bored. I am never bored. And it's funny, uh, one of the sayings that you will hear me say, and that everyone can attest to, my grown son, my godchildren, uh, my nieces and nephews, the children that I now have, uh, even temporarily, is only boring people are bored. And, you know, how many times have you had a kid come up to you, I am bored, and that's my standard answer. I remember when my godchildren were like six or seven, and my granddaughter was like three or four, grandma, I'm bored. Nope, only boring children are bored. There's always something to do. There is always a job to do. There is always fun to be had. There even just resting shouldn't be boring. It should be rest. It's serving a purpose and it should be enjoyed. Uh, So it's one of my favorite sayings. And we watched a movie last night that kind of brought this home for me. My husband made the mistake of giving me the remote and saying okay you pick tonight well you know what i had no hesitation there was nothing that we wanted to rent yet because a couple of the new movies we want to rent with the kids and they had the teenagers that are kind of staying with us and we we want uh, to do that with them and they had other plans and some things aren't out yet and netflix had nothing new so i went right to the intern now that's got little Anne Hathaway uh, in it and um, Robert De Niro, who is, you know, a, he's a senior citizen now, uh, but Robert De Niro in my day and age was, you know, is a very famous actor and, and I know his younger work. And it just, the whole concept of someone that had already gone through retirement, had, had unfortunately lost his wife, he was a widower. And decided to enter into this intern program with this new up and coming internet company uh, that thought it would be a good idea to integrate the generations because there was a lot of things being lost, they felt in the workplace, in the new millennial generation. And so they thought this intern program of bringing in seniors would be great. And, you know, Robert De Niro is just fabulous in his opening dialogue. He's actually recording a video. And you're wondering at first who he's talking to. And you realize he's filming himself for his resume. And he's talking about how he retired and he lost his wife. And he's traveled the world. He's taken dance lessons. He took took beginner Japanese. He'd done all these things. And he's like... I go to Starbucks every day at 9.30 just because I feel plugged in and part of things. I realized that he was, is a lot like I am. I cannot just do nothing. I can, retirement would be great because I would just love to have that income coming in while I could do what I wanted. But really in a lot of ways, I'm doing that in my life already. This week really kind of drove that home for me. Uh, I'm back to being a mom again of a teenager and I have to say I love it. It was, I would have loved to have more children. I only have the one and I have one granddaughter. Uh, It is exhausting. I had forgotten what it was like to be a full-time mother to a teenager. I'm not going to lie. It's been a really tough seven days (laughs) of unexpected, oh, didn't we tell you we need to do this? And, oh, we need to go to the office for that. And, oh, we have a field trip. And, oh, we need to be driven here. And can you draw? And I'm like, wow. Wow. My life has had nobody else's schedule but my husband's and mine. And on occasion, my clients. But I still plan them into my life not the other way around for the better part of you know three years now and even before that our son's been grown a long time uh we've been five years where we've really truly been considered empty nesters where ryan and his life have got themselves settled and and he's working and doesn't live with us and you know we were we were empty nesters and this week it all changed so it's, a little, it's been quite, you know, it's been quite a learning experience again. And I, I understand why you have children young because boy, as you get older, you just do not have that much energy, but I digress. It is a great experience. Keith and I, I realized, and it just made me kind of make these parallels with watching this movie last night. We're doers. I'm a doer more than anything. A Keith can is quite happy to do nothing, but he's actually happy when he is doing something. Problem is he's not really aware of that. He doesn't understand. I sometimes think he's not really fully aware of how much he comes alive when he has someone to look after. And quite honestly, my illness has been a real struggle in our marriage for three and a half years. Contracting fibromyalgia to the extent I did, it, it was very acute, very serious, and came on very quickly. We didn't really ease into it. Just within three months, I literally was debilitated. And, uh, had always, you know, ran a company and did something on the side. I've always had two businesses. We were still, you know, helping children get settled in their lives. New grandparents of a new baby had a, had a fairly big house and yard that all had to be looked after. And, uh, you know, these things we did ourselves. We did this staff does not arrive to do these things. And we loved it. We loved our lives, but it was, it was a little bit of a fast track. However, everything had to slow down. And, That became the focus. And I realized uh, this past year, that's not healthy either. So a lot of what's going on in my life and kind of reinventing a few things and getting more into coaching and less accounting work, these types of things are feeding my need to give back and to contribute. And watching Robert De Niro in this movie do this interview about how he's done all these things and now he's like, so I'm 70, I'm in great health and I still have my mind i have got to be contributing and doing something and sure enough he goes into this intern program and he sits doing nothing for days on end and just like myself yeah that's gonna last for 13 seconds and you look around the office and go don't care what the job is i can get that done and you go help with this and you do that there is always a place or a way to contribute in life i truly truly believe that and it's definitely how i am wired so it got me thinking about this about being bored and i thought I need to make a Facebook post about being bored. Like, who the heck has ever had time to be bored? I can't even imagine that concept. But I couldn't think of anything super witty. So I'll maybe have to go search for somebody else's words and post it on, the, on our Facebook, our coulda, woulda, shoulda Facebook page. Because honestly, I can never just not imagine there not being something to do. Now, there's a couple of things that play into that. And this is where you might want to look at yourself and your personality. I'm an achiever. That's my Enneagram. It's just, you know, I understand that about myself. I also have the sacred gift of service. I understand that about myself. I have no problem contributing, picking something up, helping someone out. It actually is just innate to my nature and it actually makes me feel good. Gift of hospitality, same deal. Which is why when we decided not to have renters, actual renters that were, you know, partitioning off part of our home, renting it out and we had no access to it we decided to do the student thing for for the next couple of years and see if we could we could handle that also those that intrusion into our life because we're not used to other people being around our home is our sanctuary and when our friends and people leave and go home it's just Keith and I at home with our pets to see how that worked for us because we do have these gifts and we just wondered could we be exhibiting them 24/7 or is it just better left that we do that in little spurts of parties and entertaining that sort of thing We'll, we'll, I'll get back to you in a few months how this uh, five month experiment worked out. I think everything worked out as it should. Uh, We have a very unique young man who fits our lifestyle very, very well. We only have one when we originally were going to take two, but our reno put us behind and we don't have the space and we weren't going to do any. There was, there was all these factors and yet everything came together to be just amazingly well placed, I feel. So back to being bored. This experience has taught me that uh, there's you can be busy and still be bored. That's certainly one thing I'd like you to consider. I'd like you to think about that. You can be a busy person and still be bored. Again, not something I really truly find in life. I enjoy the processes more so than when I was younger. It's certainly something I have learned and learnt. learnt. Uh, there are friends that will definitely that have known me my whole life that will attest to that. I usually was about the end result as I've aged and matured. I fully enjoy the journey. I enjoy the actual, uh, planning of the event, the participating of the event, the recalling of the event afterwards, you know, that, that reliving of it. Now, uh, after the fact, all, all of those types of things really just play a huge part in, in what goes on in my life. So I'm, I'm aware of these things about myself. Everyone's not like that. I do understand that. But at the same token, I truly believe that there are so many ways that people just miss the opportunity to contribute and not be bored. Are you truly doing what you love? Is, do you have something in your life you're passionate about? Do you own a business? Do you have a hobby? Do you have a job? Do you have children? Do you have grandchildren? Um, it, a learn, learning something new? It does not matter. Like I say, watching this movie, it was this This gentleman got very clear, very quickly. He spent three and a half years after his wife passed away, doing everything everyone told him he should be doing in retirement, only to discover, whoa, bored out of my mind like this is, and he was doing things to stay busy. He was trying to plug himself into the world out there. The thing with someone at that age is that person has 50 years of experience, 50 years of experience to share And what a shame to keep all that knowledge to yourself. That is what I thought when I was watching that movie. Now, my husband watched the movie and just thought kind of a chick flick. (laughs) Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what he was thinking. Kind of a chick flick. That's fine. Um, I got to choose the movie, my choice. But that's not what I took away from it. Granted, yeah, it was kind of a chick flick. But there was this whole learning and self-awareness experience that sort of went on watching this movie. Now. Sorry, guys, I was going somewhere with that thought talking about uh, not being bored and talking about paying it forward a little bit as well. So uh, I have another story. It's left my brain for a second, but here's a secondary story. A neighbor on Facebook that we've gotten to know a little bit uh, more in this last few weeks not just because one we've pl- placed this young lady down the street into a family that at the end of the block that we we know who they are never really have become friends with them but in between them and my house is, is another lady and Teresa was having an estate sale someone and her family has passed away and this home has to be emptied and I went down and and I just know her to say hi on the street and and to talk to her new puppy that sort of thing Teresa posted this thing on Facebook this morning about paying it forward. They walked into a restaurant and I think someone has read that book that's going around right now that the title has escaped me and someone picked up their tab at Boston Pizza and then wouldn't fess up to it. But Teresa's an artist and she makes these things called, I believe they're called wishing stones so she does actual paintings and, and does things that are printed onto G- Gicle, they're called Gicle prints and things like that. She's quite talented. I did not realize I had a neighbor actually that was that talented. I thought she just painted these little rocks as a hobby. No, her artistry is actually who she is. Anyways, I uh, got to go into her home and, and see some of her artwork in the stones. I do believe this gentleman knew who she was because she went to thank him and her husband told her that this person had paid for dinner and they went to pay their bill, it was already paid. And he said, no, it wasn't me. She looked at her husband, kind of confused and embarrassed, going, what? And he goes, no, it was him. And so she went over and says, fine, if you don't want to admit, that's fine. But we would just like you to know how grateful we are. And he looked at her and said, well, if I had a wishing stone in my pocket, I would give it to you, but I've given them all away. And right then, Teresa just stopped. She just realized where the connection was in her life. She is the maker and the distributor of these wishing stones. And she realized that this was someone that had already touched her life in some other manner. And it was just an amazing experience. It, a, truly an amazing experience. did they need could they did they need someone to buy their dinner from an affordable? No, not at all. They didn't. But someone still did that little gift for them. and it it just made her whole day. She posted on Facebook. Probably a hundred people have now read that and have felt good about their day and humanity as we know it. It's just a spectacular positive energy thing that goes on and and happens in our world and i see more and more of it I, i see things like this on facebook all the time now now let's take that a step further the story i wanted to tell was we had a friend from our life stop in on friday night he bought himself a new motorcycle and he was down the street and he literally stopped in my husband wasn't even home yet and Carter was like, Shall, I was at the stoplight. It was turn left to go home, turn right to come to your house. And he said, oh, what the heck? I haven't seen them in a year. And it's true. We haven't had any part, big parties this past year. This summer really got away from us. This reno was two months before we planned it. So there was no barbecue that we usually throw because everything's torn apart. And we just had this great visit with him. And him and I were discussing the changes going on in our lives. You know, how we, we come to these points of maturity We're starting to see ways that we we just feel that as people we need to contribute and give back that we just have a lot to give and we just feel that way. And he was talking about my energy because he wanted to talk a little bit about my disease and, and, you know, how we were managing. He's been with, you know, he's a friend of my husband's from childhood. okay, from high school for actually before high school, they lived in the same area in Richmond and then went to school together. And although they were not super close back then, they reconnected as adults but they always knew who each other was. And I have a very kind husband. He's one of those guys in high school. He was, you know, six foot three before he even graduated. And he was, he's a protector. If someone's getting picked on. He is in like a dirty shirt. Like he is all over that. He doesn't tolerate that from people at all. He's a real caregiver and a looker after. That is who I'm married to. I'm very fortunate. And Carter was reiterating this. And he was also re- reiterating how he loved being around my energy. But he was... He was recognizing that I had to be careful now with my energy because I get exhausted quite easily and people can drain me. If I'm too social or I'm doing too much coaching or I've done too many treatments of, I do ionic foot baths in my in my studio, that can leave me very exhausted. and And those things have to be sort of, I have to make sure I refuel and recharge and rest and be very conscious of that, not just give, give, give. And all these things we were talking about, and he was saying how he knew quite young in his life, which is quite quite a thought actually for your 20s, that he was put on this planet to help. He has always believed that about himself and he has always lived that in his life. Now, I have a lot of listeners from Japan and I think I've mentioned this before, but if there's someone that I could encourage you to look up and and uh, and Google is Ken Honda. He believes in the... Maori way I I believe I'm saying that right and it is a little bit of the same attitude of paying it forward giving back to humanity it is a mindset of of love and commitment to giving back to the universe in general at, at large and it's served him very well in life and his mentors taught him this and he teaches it I I Ken Honda please look him up Carter was telling the story of when he was, he was young, like in his early twenties and he picked up a hitchhiker. He was alone. She's on the side of the road thumbing and he says, I don't know why I just picked her up and I realized I asked her where she was going and she said, I'm going downtown. And she was sitting in his passenger seat crying. Now, long story short, this young lady borrowed $50 off someone she should not. Now this isn't, this is the 1970s, late seventies guys. Okay. So this is like 30 years ago or more, <laughs> no, 30 years ago. Uh, so maybe the eighties, early eighties. And she had borrowed money off the wrong person. So basically like a loan sharky type person and they were demanding the money back or they were going to hurt her. And Carter's like, no, no, that's that. No, I think you've got this mistaken. And she goes, no, this is going to happen. And she she said a friend told me that if I went downtown I could I could earn some money. Well, basically she was going downtown to turn tricks. She was going down to work the streets as a hooker. That's really you know bluntly that's there's really no way to color coat uh, sugar coat that. That's what this young lady thought she was going to spend the night doing to earn this fifty dollars. Carter's like well that's not happening. So he's talking to her saying no no. Now the first part of the story Carter was saying was. The interesting part was he was working two jobs and he had $50 in the bank. That's all he had to his name was $50. And this lady needed $50 and he thought, really? I worked really hard to save that money. That was a lot of money back then, especially for a young person. And someone needs this. Well, next thing you know, he offers to help. But she had to. He wasn't giving her the money. He took her to this person's home. And sure enough, they answered the door. And this, he thought she was exaggerating, wasn't. This kind of, the English term is butch. This big, broad, foul-mouthed woman uh, answers the door and starts swearing. Where's my $50? And, and he pays it. And helps her out. Where the story goes to is Five years later, a whole bunch of them are, I don't know what they were doing, out doing something social and these two girls, they picked up these two girls going somewhere. Maybe they were hitchhiking again, it is hard to say, but they were friends. and him and his buddy picked up these girls. And this young lady gets in the vehicle and she goes, "Oh my gosh, it's you. They were all going to a concert. that's what it was. And Carter's like, "I'm sorry, I don't know you she says, You're the man that picked me up five years ago over the $50. And I might have to cry when I tell you this story. Carter says she was just like, you have no idea what you did for me that night. You turned my whole life around. Her and her girlfriend were college students. They were getting their education. She was just a young teenager when he picked her up. Like, I don't think she was, she wasn't out of high school yet. Okay. So here we are five years later and that $50 where he listened to that inner voice that said, you have a purpose, please follow it. Helped her out five years later, she's in university and her whole life was turned around. Carter's telling me this story and I got all choked up and I'm just thinking, and see, that is why we are on the planet. And he was like, those are the stories that make everything in my life, he says, worthwhile. And that I really wanted to share with you today. You never know the lives you might touch. And I truly believe that if you are going to walk around being bored and think you have no purpose, that you are going to miss out on moments like that. So stay open, keep your heart open, listen to the universe when it asks something of you and be of a giving nature. And remember, (laughs) what I tell my kids, only boring people are bored. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.